0: And the whole point of it is, is that AI may know a lot, but know nothing, right? And so the idea that, you know, I don't think we'll ever be replaced by AI because it can't be creative, right? It can only think of things that it's been trained on. It can't make these creative connections that we do as humans. This is the PMP Industry Insider Podcast. Hello everyone, welcome out to another episode of the PMP Industry Insider Podcast, where we take a look at what is changing in the industry, we take you to the front lines to those that are driving those changes. As always, I'm Donnie Shelton, owner of Triangle Home Services, which has Triangle Pest as well as Triangle Lawn. And with me, uh, coming to us from the great Garden State uh, this afternoon. No, no, uh, no,
1: I am actually in Florida. Okay. All right. Can Never mind. me. When you see this uh, white chair behind me, that's my office in Florida. So
0: the the elevated grand Dan Gordon. Dan, would you like to say good afternoon? This is when we're recording it. Introduce our topic, our sponsors, and, and our guest.
1: <laughs> okay. So good afternoon from sunny Florida. <laughs> it's uh, Dan Gordon from PCO Bookkeepers, PCO M&A Specialists. Uh, so, uh may have heard the news that we've expanded the industry insiders, offering peer groups to in partnership with industry veteran David Billingsley. And uh, to learn more, go back and listen to episode 136, uh, where we interviewed David and uh, he spoke about the peer groups, uh, or visit PMP Industry Insider.com backslash peer groups. We've assembled several of them since we, uh, started touting that on the, uh, podcast. So that's, uh, been really cool. And, uh, there's some room in, uh, one of the, the, the newest ones. So if you're interested that, uh, you know, let us know. Um, the, this episode is sponsored by uh, Colmarch by WorkWave. If you're interested in marketing your business, pest control, lawn care, uh, visit them at Coalmarch.com. And uh, if you're interested in insurance for the pest control industry, it's PestSure. Uh, visit them at PestSure.com for workers' comp, for auto. For general liability, I know that the market is um, uh, very difficult for insurance right now. People are calling me, hey, where can I get insurance? Call Todd Burke at PestSure. He um, has some pretty interesting programs that he uh, works on, and they're specific to pest control. And so today, we have a very special guest.
0: <laughs> very, again, very special
1: very special guest. The, the special guest is Donnie, oh, and boy. Uh, yes. he's talking about his second favorite topic. His first favorite topic is Donnie. His but, uh, second favorite topic is uh, AI. You're close. Yeah, hang, on, hang, on, co-
0: hang on, hang on, hang on. You're close. Go, the first go ahead. is myself. Yes, that's true. The second yes. is actually airplanes. If you get me talking about airplanes, uh-huh. I can I yeah, can yeah, spend yeah. a lot of
1: time talking about airplanes. But yes, okay. So number three. We'll call it two and a half. Okay. So number three, but by the way, the first one is one that everybody loves, right? The the second one is uh, airplanes. Uh, you know, I'm not a pilot, and and you are, and I've flown with Donnie. He's a, he's a very safe pilot. He, he does things very safely. Um, uh, you, you feel good about being in an airplane with Donnie, and uh, but uh, the third one is uh, AI, and we've already done, I don't know, uh, I think a couple of episodes on AI. But I think that th- this thing is changing business. It's changing so rapidly. It's like the thing to know about. So I don't think that we could just do one and done or two and done. I think that this, as, as new things happen and as we learn, because you know, basically I'm using AI to help me write articles and put copy out there and things like that, right? Um, mm-hmm. But you have taken it to a whole new level. And and for those who don't know, Donnie has a programming background. He was a programmer. And so, you know, he he naturally can, um, you know, uh, get into those things. Whereas I am a, a neophyte um, Neanderthal when it comes to technology. Matter uh-huh. of fact, ha- has this microphone today. This is because I couldn't yep. get the real one to work. Yep. Um, you know, but uh, anyway... So so we're going to talk about uh, how AI works, uh, how to leverage it in 2024. And again, we'll probably do another one or mm-hmm. or more on AI. I mean, AI is just, um, you know, it, it it's all the rage and everybody's involved with it. And so anyway, um, so let's start. Um, yeah, well, you know, where, yeah, I was going to say, but first of all, thank
0: you for, for I, you know, I think I'm going to, I don't know what episode number this is, but I, I am certainly going to bookmark it because I got a compliment from Dan just, just while ago, you know, saying I'm a safe podcast. Wait, so I didn't mean to, it. where, yeah, yeah. what did
1: I say? <laughs> right. Must but, have been a know,
0: mistake. Yeah. So, so having said that, I, I do want, we did decide to do another episode on AI, mainly because, not mainly, but this, this is changing so rapidly and this technology is changing so rapidly. And I did a presentation, um, at the United We Stand, um, meeting in North Carolina just about 2 weeks ago and i had to do a ton of prep work and it forced me to really dig into ai even more so and and since then it has become somewhat of an ins- obsession to me and so we thought we would go and dig into what's the latest with ai i also want to talk a little bit about one of the things i learned as part of that presentation is that a lot of people don't under they don't fundamentally fundamentally understand how ai works so we're going to spend a little time on that as well um and, and then lastly, you know, we talk a little bit about where you can use it in your business now. I mean, a lot of folks are already using this. I'm, I'm sure there's many of our listeners that are using it pretty much daily. And then we're going to get into a little speculation about what's going on in the AI world. Because as of this recording, Sam Altman, who was the CEO of, of OpenAI, got canned. And then over a weekend got rehired back. And there's
1: there's a bit of speculation and controversy about that. So we will speculate I think that they use a uh, EOS and the people analyzer to um, make sure that Sam was a good fit. Yes. Yes. Get it yes. wanted, it and had the capacity to do it for sure. Uh,
0: well, for sure. I will tell you it's, it's kind of crazy when you look at what, how, what led up to that. And so we're going to talk a little bit about that as well, but you know, Here's what I will say before I get into any of this. We're going to release this. And if you're listening to it a year later, you're probably going to laugh at us. This. this field is changing so fast. One of the points I made in the presentation to folks that I was presenting to is don't even bother with books. I would be very leery of even articles that you read, because if they're six or eight months old, chances are there has been rapid changes in in you know in this in this industry. And so I would recommend that you go to YouTube legitimately if you want to learn about ai and you want to keep up with what's happening what the latest and greatest is um for me personally i have found youtube to be a massive resource and it's able to keep up with the pace of this technology and so you know getting into it now let's talk a little bit about ai in general if you've been um watching like cnbc i know that's one of dan's favorites websites he sends me articles from there all the time um but mm-hmm. if you watch these interviews or earning calls with CEOs or tech CEOs, I'm not joking. It's like every other word is AI. Hello, my name is AI, Donnie AI Shelton. I mean, they just want to just continue to over and over and over hammer this keyword. And and one of the reasons is that it's such a hot it's such a hot technology right now. And you know, if you ever look and and we can probably post this presentation. I don't mind doing this, posting this presentation up on uh, the podcast website. But you know, there's a there's what's called the hype cycle uh, and, and Garner actually puts this out and, and the whole idea. And, and I can't show this if you're on YouTube, I could probably show it to you. Um, but there's this whole idea of like, there's some new technology comes out on the field. There's this huge, huge expectations for what's going to happen with that technology. And then people start using technology, realize, well, it's not going to do everything. It's not going to do my taxes. It's not going to do all these other things. And so there's a time of disillusionment. And then after that, you kind of, the technology kind of comes back up and it, and it can, you kind of find where it's going to be useful. I would say right now with AI, we are probably at the peak of inflated expectations when you look at this curve in, in terms of hype. There, it could not be more hyped around AI than it is now. And so the question becomes, why is there so much hype around this technology? And we've talked about this before, Dan, but I mean, a real simple exercise to do this is just whip out your phone and then count how many billion dollar companies are on your phone? How many apps are there? So if you take a look at Uber, for example, billion-dollar company. You take a look at YouTube, billion dollar company. What are some other ones you can think of, Dan? Ethio Bookkeepers
1: has an app, but
0: um that <laughs> billion dollar company, ladies and gentlemen. Yes. You just heard yes, it here in yes, this yes, podcast.
1: <laughs> but uh, all your airlines, all, you know, DoorDash, yeah. everything. Uh, yeah. I know. mean, you
0: look, like, think about even like Spotify and, you know, so a good question to ask when you, when you whip out your phone and you take a look at these apps and you take a look at these companies that are on your phone, how many of those companies would not exist had it not been for the smartphone being invented? You know what I mean? Like it just, how many of those would yeah. exist? Well, you can take out Spotify you can take out Uber, right? You can take out a lot of a lot of these companies that literally the smartphone ushered in in a, a whole new age of companies. I mean, billion dollar industries. And if you think about it, the smartphone, like Steve Jobs didn't actually introduce that, the smartphone until 2007, which, you know, let's do the math on that. Okay, so it's 2023. Let's take four from that. I mean, how many years is that, Dan? 16, oh, good job. Yeah. 19. Yeah. <laughs> I know that. Yeah. So, so it's 16 years. And in the 16 years, how many billion dollar companies were created because of the smartphone? And so the reason, you know, what that has to do with AI is that, you know, the smartphone was absolutely what's called a catalyst technology, meaning that, you know, it was the catalyst for these other companies to create a whole new, basically a whole new another industry that would be products and services for consumers and without that catalyst technology they simply would not exist so when you look at you know technology that comes on you know that comes online some technology is kind of gee whiz stuff some technology is a big deal and i'm telling you right now ai is one of those big deals and this is why everyone's talking about it is because it's not simply like you know the smartphone in and of itself it's like well big deal right? You've got basically an iPod, right? Remember back in the days when we had those. You have an iPod, now you've added a, a phone line and then you add this data line. And then once you add those two things, it's like, okay, that's kind of useful. But then you offer and and an, you know it's this whole platform that developers can write apps that can use GPS coordinates that can use phone data that can use your own personal data and pull it all together and put it right in the palm of your hand. Now it gets really, really interesting. And so this is not anything new like this process. I mean, if you think about it, you know, steel ushered in the industrial age, the personal computer ushered in the information age, AI is going to usher in a completely new age and there will be another round of billion dollar companies who understand AI and are able to leverage it, including, you know, I don't, I mean, we don't have that many billion dollar companies pest and lawn company. So I I don't want to make that claim. I'm not going to get that wild, but I will say this. It absolutely is going to transform how we work. It will. If you think about how we route, you think about how we do customer service, you think about how we generate content. I mean, every, not every, almost every aspect of your business is going to have some sort of impact with AI. It's just going to happen. Now we're not there yet, but the fact is, is that if you're an owner and if you're a, manager, leader, whatever, right? You are you really need to start paying attention to this. If you've not gotten yourself on YouTube and started looking at this technology and really understanding it, take a rainy weekend and legitimately, you know, start taking some time to learn about it because it absolutely, I believe that if you don't implement this into your business and you don't understand it, you are simply going to get left behind because it is so powerful and it provides such a strategic advantage that if you're not there, you're, you're going to get left behind. I mean, I hate to, I mean, we are a relationship business. I don't ever want to take that out. It's not like AI is going to replace relationships. It won't. But the fact is, is that when it comes to efficiency and doing more with less, it is going to completely transform our industry. So is the hype cycle justified? Probably. Did I just feed unrealistic expectations?
1: Most likely. <laughs> not really meaning to. No question about it. It is a relationship business, but you're right, uh, especially you know when, when you talk about inflation and prices going up, and and then you talk about our cost study and how I say that it always reverts to the same thing: the costs of of your percentages uh, for a hundred years have been the same. Right? The, the, the mm-hmm. numbers may have gone up, but the percentages are the same, and if. The prices are going up of everything with inflation. You've got to become more efficient, right? So yeah. that's why, you know, uh, you know, 50, 75 years ago, you didn't have all these discounters, right? Now, everybody is, uh, it's a race to the bottom. But the question is, if you're racing to the bottom, how do you make a profit? It's all about efficiency.
0: Well, you know, and it's, it's funny you say that because, you know, the numbers have stayed the same, but they've actually gotten better. I mean, you think about the advent of Triangle Service and- I mean, I remember when I first got in the industry, if a technician was able to produce 12, 15K a month, it's like, yeah, man, he's super productive. Now it's like if they are below 30K with Triangle service, you're like, what's going on? Right. I mean, so the percentages should be getting better. And I think we're going to continue to see that trend. But you know, one of the things that I want to talk about on this episode, because I think a lot of people don't understand it. And I'm going to do my best to, to explain it. Obviously, I don't have a whiteboard. We're not sitting around a classroom or whatever. We will link up the presentation. So if you want to download a copy, you're happy to do that, which the presentation has all kinds of documents. And I mean,
1: just so that, you know, so I do lots of presentations and whatnot. And usually the rule of thumb is maybe uh, a minute and a half to two minutes per slide. Donnie did this presentation at United. We stand in 60 minutes. It's 101 slides. So, and unfortunately (laughs) I wasn't there. So I just wanted to see how he did it, but uh, (laughs) I'm looking at the presentation right now. So Mm -hmm. (laughs) well, I
0: do have to be completely transparent. I skipped an entire section, in order. Wow. Yes, I did. It was, a, it, was a, okay. it was an entire section I said listen, the benefit of doing the presentation is the preparation. I will give everyone a copy when it's done and and you can go through and and benefit from all the other info that's on there, but we're going to talk about what's important. And so so having said that, let's talk a little bit about again, if you're an owner, if you're a leader, you need to understand how AI works and how it's structured because you know, AI in of itself like that that term it's kind of a clunker, right? Because AI is a general term, and when most people say AI, AI, what do they think of? What do you think, Dan? What do you think of when you hear AI?
1: I think of ChatGPT or Bard. Yeah,
0: yeah, exactly, and that's what most people think of, right? But you know, when you when you look at AI, ChatGPT and and Bard or whatever, those are just one small sliver of an overall field of AI and how it all works. And so, one of the easiest ways I have found to explain what AI is and how it all works is really in in you know in a metaphor of a human, right? So so AI, like for example, let's talk about ChatGPT. ChatGPT is what's called a large language model, meaning that all it does is looks at words and patterns, figures out what words and patterns to go together, and then generates words and patterns that go along with that pattern that you gave me that was most likely to match that pattern. But we'll get into that a little bit later. So. If you think of a human, right? A human is the most intelligent thing that we know. Most of them, right? Some. And yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and we're able to operate independently and intelligently. Most of us. Some. Right. Yes. Yeah. And so when you think about a human, right? A human can think, I'm sorry, a human can communicate through language. So like right now, we're talking, we're, you know, you're understanding thoughts and ideas that I'm having. I'm understanding thoughts and ideas that you're having that and we're doing it through language. In the world of AI, that's actually called speech recognition. And you can think of several ways in which this is leveraged. Like, so let's think about it. You got Siri, you've got Alexa, you know, and that is all a form of what's called statistical learning, meaning that, you know, I'm not going to get into the computer science of this, but there's a thing called phonemes. There's like 13 in the English language. You take basically 13 sounds and that makes up the, all the words that we have in our English language. And so that's nothing more speech recognition. That's a that's a form of of AI. The other one is is that a human. So first of all, a human can communicate through language. A human can also write and read text. That's what's called natural language processing or NLP, which is nothing more than another form of statistical learning. Okay, so basic stuff so far. Again, I'm just giving you kind of the fields of AI because there's a lot. I think more... it's very basic.
1: You're, you're uh... <laughs> <laughs> well,
0: so. Long story short, you're in the weeds already. But go uh, ahead. I'm trying to get out of them. I'm trying to. I'm trying to get it back. All but all but right. you think about yeah. And and again, if you pull this presentation down, there's a nice little diagram that kind of shows how all this pieces together. But I think it's important for you as an owner to understand the different fields because when someone says AI, you really need to dig into what they're really talking about because it's not it's not just ChatGPT. It's one little small section of it. So going back to this whole idea of a, of a human metaphor, right? So we can see with our eyes and we can process that information. That's what's called computer vision. So if you think about, let's think about like Tesla, for example, and their autopilot system. What is actually happening in the background is pixel by pixel, it is looking at what objects are in that pixel. And then from that, it it identifies what that object is. And then it has to process, like, how far away that is, and then what to do from that. So that's what's called computer vision and image processing. And so it is pretty complicated in how it works. And I'm not going to get into the algorithms that that run the back end of it. But that's, again, that's AI, right? It's not, (laughs) you know, image processing and computer vision. You know, when you drive a Tesla, if you drive a Tesla, I don't know, I'm sure Dan has multiple of them. I mean, we just heard that PCO is a billion dollar company. He probably has a whole garage of them. But um whole
1: garage. Yeah. <laughs> but when you Hard look enough. at
0: these on yeah, you look at these these <laughs> autopilot systems, that's that's what's going on in the background, is that it's taking a snapshot of the, the image, it's identifying the object that you know, and I'm not gonna get into algorithms how it does that, but it's pretty impressive how that's doing that we have the computing power to do that. And then you know, a human can see patterns, and this is the part that's really important for our industry. That's what's called pattern recognition, and it's a form of machine learning. So, so Dan, for you and I, you're probably better at this than I am. As a human, we can recognize patterns. So, for example, we can say, hey, that's a group of people, or hey, that's a group of people walking. Or we can say, hey, that's a group of insects. That's, that's basically classification and pattern recognition. Normally we're pretty good in one, two, and three dimensions, right? A computer is fantastic at this. So whereas we can think in one, two, and three dimensions, a computer can go to hundreds or even thousands of pattern recognitions. And so if you think about like, for example, years ago, I used to work for Progress Energy and we had stock traders, and they didn't work on the New York Stock Exchange, but they worked on the NYMEX, which is basically gas. We we traded gas and oil. And we traded electricity, and these stockbrokers were just hilarious. I'm not joking. As you can imagine, they're already characters. But I remember one time we had this big building downtown Raleigh, and we'd be walking out. And I worked on that floor, so I was friends with a lot of them, and I wrote programs for a lot of the stuff that we did. <laughs> this guy'd be like, eh, "It's about a 84 gigawatt day," you know what I mean? I mean, legitimately, or megawatt day is what he would say. And sure enough, we would go in and, and, you know, the demand would be that, and that's what we would sell. Well, we can't think beyond patterns like that, but a computer can, like we can take, we can track maybe two, three, four or five variables at most. The computer can
1: track thousands,
0: which. come up with that
1: 85 uh, megawatts or is that, is that germane to the story or. Uh...
0: Yeah, it is. So the point of it is, is that he could take, like he did this random thing where he would say, this is what I, this is what it feels like, but he had no validation. no, Because no of the, the weather. Because of the weather. Exactly. Saying, right? Exactly. He knew okay. the weather. He knew yeah. what was going on. Like, like, you know, I, I, I'm not going to get into power generation, but you know, there's no large battery somewhere where you can store it. So the idea is that you generate what you need, but don't generate more because you're wasting And If you have to get more then go on the market and buy it. But anyway, so long story short, there's only so many patterns that we can that we can that we can track because we're not very good at it as human. Now we're very creative. It doesn't mean we're dummies or anything. It just means that that's not we can only go so far. Whereas a computer can go way down the road, which is why I personally believe that the idea of a stockbroker—I mean, you think about some of these AI algorithms that are using like pattern recognition—how far that's
1: going to go? Well, down. they're they're already doing that with program trading. I mean, that's right. been around for a while, right? So. For sure. That, that's why you have some wild moves in the market because all the computers pile on and and you know when when they when they see a trend happening that's 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 been going on for a while right
0: so in any case it, this whole idea I'm gonna I'm gonna move on because I don't want to spend the whole episode just talking about this this idea of a metaphor and the different parts of AI I, the main point I want to make is that AI in general is really broken out into two main parts of AI there's what's called symbolic learning which is where you look at images you look at, um, you know, you look at objects and those types of things. And then you you are able to look at images and determine what they are. And then there's what's called machine learning, which is where it's nothing more than statistical learning. So, so right now, if I say the cat went to the store, right? What it does is all, all AI is doing is it's taking words and it's looking for patterns. And with, with statistics, it's able to determine if he says The cat is the next probable word that's going to come out of his mouth. That's been used several times is this number here, right? So he basically looks at what's statistically going to be the most likely word. that's next going to come out of your mouth. So that's a pattern. So, so what makes this so amazing is not only can it look at what's the next word, it can take a whole group of sentences and a whole paragraph and make that one pathway. It's called a neural network, and I'm not going to go into that completely, but ultimately what it's able to do is it's able to see the pattern of context and meaning, and that's a completely different game changer because now that's how AI is able to talk to you like a human, because it can see that if I say a group of words in this order, then this pattern is different and it can understand the context and the meaning. Does that, did I under, Did I explain that well enough? you understand that Dan? basically it's understand- just it's predictive
1: no it's predictive uh uh you know uh, ba- based on it understanding you it can predict what you're going to do next
0: yeah so so essentially when you think about computers okay computers in general are dumb and what i mean by that is they only do what you tell it to do so and i and in the presentation of dennis other podcast as well when i write a program and i say hey I want you to do X, Y, and Z. I have to program every single step for for the computer to do. You know, I mean, every line, line item by line item. The real challenge has been, you know, how do I get a computer to do things that I did not specifically program it to do? Well, the way you do that is that you teach it how to learn, not to do. So how do you teach a computer how to learn? Is you teach it with lots and lots of data And lots and lots lots of statistics. And so have you ever heard the concept of you've got to train the model? Have you ever heard that? Like AI
1: training? Chat GPT, what what they were doing for quite a while. And I think they still are doing it, right? They they absolutely are still doing it. And so the way that works is
0: ultimately all these models are, are massive neural networks that have these patterns identified. And so... What they're doing is they're feeding, and I forgot, I looked it up on the presentation. I think it's like, oh my gosh, I think it was like, hang on, I got to look it up here. Yes, it was 3.7 billion pages of data, and that was for chat GPT-2. GPT-4 and GPT-5 is even more than that. So think about... 3.735 3.735 billion pages of data where basically all it's learning is which words come or are most likely to come after the next word after the next word and what do those patterns look like? And that's basically called pattern recognition. Now, <clears throat> why is that important? <laughs> it gets kind of crazy. This is why I think you need to understand as an owner how Chat GPT and large language models and AI works in general because sometimes people think That first of all, it's authoritative. It's not. There are biases that get introduced into the training because of the content that was that it was trained with. Number three is that it actually does not think; it's simply following statistics. And so, you know, a a model is only as good as it's been trained. And so, when you think about ChatGPT um, and some of these other, you know, ChatGPT is not the only large language model. There are several several others as well. They used human trainers to train it because in some cases, you know, if you think about sentences, like it would start generating, there's what's called a transformer. Google actually created it years ago. This not new technology. I think they created it in like 2017. Sometimes folks would give sentences and and what it would say, what it would respond with didn't make any sense. And so they had to train the response and the transformer as well. Well, when they did that training, they actually outsourced that work to people. Guess what those people did? These were this is this is the new gig economy. Guess what the trainers did in their training? No idea. So no idea. They would they would they would outsource their work to AI. (laughs) 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 And if you look in the presentation,
1: so so let's just go back to this predictive thing for a second. So if I have a well trained AI provider or however you you define that right yeah so let's say that i am th- this is you know how you know I, I guess i'm a little bit of a degenerate uh, gambler on sundays and i like to gamble on football right mm-hmm. so can these computers or these th- this ai predict the winners of football games with spreads better than no. a human okay no. so explain why
0: they cannot. So as of right now, now we're at the end of this episode, we're going to talk about Q Star, which as of right now, we're recording this on November 30th. As of right now,
1: 2023.
0: No one, yeah. No one truly knows what QSTAR is. There's been some internal documents leaked from OpenAI. That's what it's possibly can do. But here's the issue. AI understands. Statistics, right? So so OpenAI understands statistics. It cannot do math. So if you go and say two plus two equals to what? It'll say, hey, the equal signs in four usually comes after two plus two. That's how it
1: answers that. That's it. It has it has no concept. It doesn't know that two plus no. two is four. It just it doesn't understand that, that when you put those together, that's usually the outcome. That's usually what okay. comes after it, which which yeah, is yeah. kind of dangerous, right? Because it's nothing more than
0: statistics that says here's the pattern. That's machine learning. It does not understand math. Now, uh, I don't want to jump into this quite yet. The Okay,
1: well, I just will. Oh, just I is a, by the way, did anybody realize what a geeky is? I mean, <laughs> he's a bug killer, right? So, no. Go ahead. So, so <laughs> this,
0: this is the issue. So Sam Altman in his last, like I don't even remember, he was with the Microsoft CEO and OpenAI did their whole okay. conference. He's having his whole Steve Jobs moment. He talks about how like they just hit a new like groundbreaking thing at OpenAI. He says it happened like four times. There's many, many people who believe That they have figured out a way to have ai train itself and understand math this is what most people think that's got him fired now the question becomes why would getting ai to do math get sam altman fired any
1: guesses it doesn't sound like a really high-charged political well, opinion. Well, but, uh, I'm why? gonna quote
0: I'm gonna quote you just some of the things that came out of the letter of concern. So what happened was was that the engineers that were working on this Q star project sent the board a letter that said, this technology is a threat to all of humanity. Let me explain why it is. Okay, so so predicting what text is going to come next in a series of words, is pretty simple. Being able to train yourself on math and math theorems is a whole nother concept. All of our encryption algorithms is based on math. All of, all of our security is based on math. Everything in every, anything and everything you could think of that actually runs the universe is based on math. And if you've created a model that can train itself and can, I mean, it could basically break any encryption known to man. It's scary. Okay, what's encrypted, Dan? How about nuclear codes? You know? <laughs> I mean, it's it's How about something so- more important. How about your bank account? How about your bank account? Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. Think about all the money you're gonna spend in nuclear winter. But point I'm That's making right. is that you know, the reality of it is, is that the board fired him because he was trying to commercialize too soon before they had a chance to think about how this may impact society in general. Now, I'm not trying to be a chicken little here. I'm certainly
1: not trying to spread. I mean, so he said that it can do math. He didn't say if that. I'm man. trying to speculate, but, but but if I'm trying to um, decode or or uh, get a nuclear code, I'm, that's not math. That is predictive, right? That oh, that's the statistics math. stuff, right? It's math. why? How?
0: Okay. Do you really want me to get into this? So
1: so well, somebody said, you know, when when your garage door code is one, two, three, four, right? That's is that math, or is that, you know, what comes after one, two, what So, comes after so
0: two? here's what I will tell you. Let me let me try to keep mm-hmm. it as high level as possible. Because okay. you need
1: to, because I'm just not as intelligent. No, so so
0: let's just say we made a passcode called Dan is awesome. Like we typed it out. Okay. That's a great we can, passcode. We can create an algorithm that could make a say 32 character token that if you have, if you know the key, which is like a, like if I put this key in this algorithm, then this algorithm is gonna go through a bunch of different math. And eventually it will translate to Dan is awesome. That's what's called a secret key. All encryption is based upon having secret keys, but that secret key can be broken. Now you think about what it would take to break a 32 character token, basically take 32 to the what well i'm so yeah take takes like you know 32 like basically to the 32nd power how many possibilities it would be of many, or whatever right yeah. yeah to get how many possibilities that's going to be so that's the kind of math that you would have to do and that's why encryption works is because there's no computers around that are large enough to do those types of calculations but but If AI can train itself and understand math theorems and it can understand how those algorithms work and it can train itself, now we got something. Now we got some. So, anyway, we're way off in speculation. I want to bring it back. Well, so they,
1: so they fire this guy because of uh, you know, the this this uh um, you know, what how the world is going to end.
0: Well, they basically um, fire him because he's pushing to commercialize it quickly, and obviously there's a huge investment in OpenAI. And by the way, this is not some conspiracy theory podcast. I don't want to turn it into that, okay? none of some of this stuff is confirmed some of it's not you can go online and
1: look at some of the some of the leaked no but yeah no listen if 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 you had some sort of tool that could break any code mm-hmm. i'm not saying that it's there so it's not a conspiracy it's just a, a something that we're putting out there and discussing that's a dangerous thing it's 100% dangerous which is why which was why
0: a lot of folks are saying he got canned just because the board was like, "This is not falling in line with our values. This is not falling in value with our principles. We're going to send this letter of concern to the board. This needs to get communicated. There's going to be more controls on it. Yada yada yada." So, okay,
1: now what does it have to do Let's with the pest back control? Back around to how, how does a pest control guy <laughs> make use of this, gal? Make use of this knowledge to improve their business because yes. our podcast, not like others, they're all about actionable things. Yes. So let's, yes. let's talk about that.
0: Let's talk about that. So, so I would say, I'm going to, I'm going to start in generalities and I'm going to name drop a little bit. Okay. So when you think about it, um, the, the, the area of AI that has the most benefit or opportunity for the pest and industry right now is what's called machine learning, you know, and in machine learning machine learning is very good at data analysis because of this pattern recognition that we talked about this ability to track you know thousands upon thousands of variables and put them all together so data analysis is going to be pretty great and then from that which i think is going to provide a huge opportunity is or our predictions being able to predict so so think about what would that look like in in our business so if you could take a weather forecast and take a look at the time of season and like put all these variables together potentially ai could tell you this is how many sales you're going to do here's how many stops you're going to do here's when the weather's going to start i mean like there's a lot, there's a wow, lot of things wow, that could wow, be wow. done yeah. right i mean think about that and so so for me there's obviously going to be a huge impact on routing real time routing right based on traffic conditions i mean there's just going to be a huge impact on that and we're already seeing that in google maps anyway but being able to take it back to the database for the scheduling the other thing is have you seen this microsoft 365 copilot have you seen this software yet have you heard of it at least?
1: Um, I just heard of it. Yeah. They, they, yeah. Tell
0: me about it. Yeah. So, so Microsoft 365 Copilot. And by the way, Dan's just grinning ear to ear because we have a huge debate over Microsoft and, and, and Apple. Um, I'm an Apple fan, he's a Microsoft fan, and we never argue
1: or bicker over documents or other ways that we share information from a mac and a, donnie and a mac. likes to send me the documents and everything on my phone so that i can't see it <laughs> and i want it on my computer and it it seems like it should be an easy thing but i'm not a google guy i'm a Microsoft. So no, i have
0: guy. to email yeah. it i cannot text it yes he was on a mac it. anyway it all right moving on so you know, microsoft copilot is basically Um, Microsoft hooking in AI into all of their products. So you can think of like Microsoft Excel, you can think of Microsoft uh, PowerPoint, you can say, hey, create a presentation on bank and then Copilot will take it. I tested some of this and this is pretty freaking cool. So I took a download, a dump from uh, our operations software. I I mean, I told it folks, I I run PestPack. I took a dump from my customer database and I said, okay, tell me how many customers canceled on during these months and what was the top reason was and bam i had an answer mm. it was freaking amazing like you think about that for a moment when you can sit around and just like pot shot questions and it will go through think about how
1: long it what is the tool you. that you're using so so you got copilot up there you export your database to uh, excel to uh you know excel where and and copilot sits in excel yeah and like kind of you you had mentioned on one of the last ai things that we did that um that Google, uh, if, if somehow, some way it, it puts Bard into your searches. Well, that started showing up for me. After yeah. you said that I, when I do a Google search, Bard is there telling they were, me everything. They, it's, it's they pretty were cool stuff. <laughs> Yeah, they probably weren't.
0: <laughs> no. But. So the way it works is, is that, and you can do this, I, you know, they, there's like an early version in Excel now, and I'm going to pull up Excel here real quick. I forgot what they call it. Um, but it's it's a small version of it. But the new, like there's a ton of money going into Microsoft right now because of this co-pilot product and what they what they think is gonna happen, like how much is gonna make the product um how much how much more robust they're gonna make the product. But if you go up to analyze data and it's it's a little up on the on your ribbon there for Excel, if you go up to that section and then you can just type in like human questions, like I want to know how many cancels I had of this service in this month. It will go through and answer that for you. No need for a programmer, no need to understand Excel. Hell, no need to understand a formula. It's pretty freaking amazing. So, so they're going to have this on top of all their products. And so, so for you, you know, Mr. or Mrs. Pest Control Lawn Care Owner, as soon as this gets released, I think, you know, by the way, Google Google's working on a similar thing. It's not, I mean, they're all going to come out, but this whole idea that you're going to have AI help you generate more content and analyze more data without having to know how to program and
1: without spending your time on doing the lower level stuff. Okay. Here, here's one that 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 people don't really talk about it. We see it all the time. You probably when you were at Colmarch, you saw it. Certain people are, you know, very aware of their data and keeping it very clean. Other people, like we go into to clients and their data yeah. is just a total mess. Can you use this to take your pest pack data as a mess? Can you use this to clean it up to tag customers? To, I think you yeah, know I, do all the things that that, 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 that that you need to do to make it clean,
0: but I, you're not a program
1: so I'm gonna have to I'm gonna try to say this
0: in the most politically correct way I can. I will say in our industry, we are generally speaking pretty slow in the technology world. so. Yes, is the answer to your question. My guess would be is that you would need to export your data. You would need to clean it up and re-import it. But the, abs- the answer to your question is absolutely you can do that. And you can do that with current technology. Now, will our CRMs catch up on our industry? They absolutely will, right? It's just generally speaking, we are we are usually well behind the technology curve. And I mean, that's I mean, you just can't blame them. I mean, you look at the size of our industry compared to other industries. We just don't carry the kind of size of stick that you know a lot of these other industries do. So long story short, you're, you're Mr. or Mrs. Pest and Lawn Care Company owner. Keep your eye out for Microsoft 365 Copilot. I think it's going to be a game changer. Same thing if you're on Google Docs. They're already launching a lot of these integrated AI tools to help you generate content, to help you analyze numbers and those types of things. The second thing that I've seen, which has been really, really cool, is that you can use it for call coaching. So you can use AI to analyze calls, what the result of the call is, and then score that, and then alert someone. And this technology already exists. Uh, it's on the presentation. I'm not going to name drop too much right now, but um, but there's 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 technology out there to do that. There's another software platform called ServiceNow, and I'm by the way, I'm not advocating any of these. Especially Excel. No, uh, I'm not advocating or endorsing any of these. I'm just telling you what's I'm out there. I'm <laughs> surprised you were able to pull it up, but go ahead. <laughs> yes, um, the, you know, there's a software out there called ServiceNow, which is basically like a CRM question and cute, you know, answer question and answer that you can use for customers for like customer service. It's not anything new. I, I I imagine a lot of our listeners are already utilizing some sort of customer service AI bot. If you're not doing that. Um, no problem. I have another solution for you, which was really exciting. Um, is so, I created my own GPT for triangle. Did I send you this, Dan? Did I show you this? No. Uh-uh. So, in which, which you, slide even, am I on? You're not on any slide at this point. <laughs> <laughs> We're off slides okay. now. So, okay. so, if you look, let me see. I will see if I can try to share my screen real quick. So, I did. Um, if you don't know this, Chat GPT if you are one of their plus subscribers or whatever, you can now create your own GPT. And I'm going to share with you, Dan, and our listeners that are watching on YouTube. Can you see my screen here? Mm
1: -hmm.
0: So there's chat GPT, which is our normal, what we would typically see. And then there's what's called THS office coach. And so what I did was, is I trained it on a lot of our documents that we have. And let's just say, how do I add a customer in test pack? And I hit that, and then it's going to go to our documentation. This is all real time, so I'm sure it's going to break. It's going to go to our documentation, and then it's going to look through oh, wow. and give <laughs> me directions. So if I'm a CSR... And it, look, this is real stuff here, Dan. I
1: mean, holy mackerel! Yeah. So I
0: trained, I trained this over.
1: Um, For those over, of you who are not watching, who don't consume our podcast on YouTube, <laughs> do do this particular one. This is. <laughs> wow. So yeah, so
0: what it did? So I trained it. I took my office procedures. I trained the model on our office procedures. I gave it a few Q and A, and I we have not launched this to all of our CSRs yet. But this whole idea that you can create your own GPT, it's just unreal. It's unreal. So a GPT stands for generative predictive text. So basically, um, again, this is, I'll stop sharing that for now, but I'm just showing you just a little bit like what's, this is why I say this is going to change how we do business. Can you imagine as a new CSR, I'm a new salesperson. I don't even have to read documentation anymore. I can talk to this chat bot and it's trained on what all my procedures are it understands what it is and it gets better and better and better and better over and time. And you do it in so, video
1: instead of instead of printing you it out. You could
0: link in video um I don't know that it can generate I mean there are there are AI generation tools but I don't know of any yeah. free ones that you can train it. So so in any case okay. if you're not um again if you're if you're on chat gpt and you're one of those plus subscribers it's pretty easy there's tons of videos on the web there's tons of videos on youtube hey this is how you go and create your own gpt you can train it on your own documentation if you're not comfortable with chat gpt there's a thing called private gpt so tons and tons of options out there I think this is probably for me at least, we're gonna do one for our customer facing, we're gonna do one for our internal, and I want for one for every department. I want one for the service department, I want one for the office, I want one for our marketing department. So super, super exciting. Um I just think it's a ton, a ton of fun. So okay, last thing, man, I'm going way over here. If you look on the presentation, I outline a way to, to start implementing AI into your business. Happy to share all of this. There's just a few things I want to close with before we finish. Number four, number one is, is that don't forget, don't forget the golden rule. We are in a relationship business. We will never replace that. People want to deal with people and and if you don't believe it i have a really funny story and if i've told this over the podcast you can make fun of me make sure you give the complaint to dan but i will never forget this years ago my son who is now 14 when he was seven um you know we were all buds and every night i'd go up and talk to him and i'd read him a book or whatever and i used to have like these little things called invisalign and when i got done with that they put like this metal retainer on the back of my teeth you know how they glue those things in so if you're if you're watching yes my bottom teeth are, are glued in so I have this like little metal bar on my bottom teeth. <laughs> this is awful. So, so one night. I'm up yeah. reading to- Do you have dentures? No, I don't have dentures. I don't have dentures. No. So so I just got this thing put in. <laughs> I'm upstairs. I'm reading to Blake. And I'm reading a book. And I show him. I'm like, hey, buddy, look at this. And I show him this little metal bar that's behind my teeth. I'm like, did you know I'm a robot? <laughs> no. <laughs> He's like, bad, I don't I don't want you to be a robot. I'm like, well, son, I still love you. <laughs> He's like, but I don't want you to be a robot. <laughs> he, by the way, he still
1: tells uh, his story because I had him totally believing it. I was some cyborg, you know. But but my point is that's like, right. dude, My kids, my kids thought that I was a pirate because I told them <laughs> that I was a pirate way back when. So I had this little treasure chest. But go ahead. Well, well my point here is is that people don't want to
0: have relationships with computers. People want to connect with people and you just cannot forget that in our industry, right? As much power as AI has, there's one huge gap and we just will never break the human-to-human connection. It is one of the things that keeps our industry strong. It's one of the things, I mean, I remember when I first got in this industry, CB Tudor told me, said, son, you can run your mouth, your route with your mouth. And he was 100% correct. So, so point being is, you know, when we talk about AI, don't forget, like don't try to go crazy and everything's going to be AI because I just think that's a wrong move as a business owner. The second thing to remember is that, you know, AI could be the most fan. I mean, the algorithms could be perfect, but you have to remember how AI works. AI works off of training. And so if, if I want to break AI, if I want to manipulate AI, I don't have to break AI. All I have to do is manipulate the data. So, and how hard is it to manipulate data? You know, when you think about it. So, I would just say it is absolutely ripe for deception and manipulation. And you need to make sure that you understand how it works and don't take it as fully authoritative. Okay. It is accurate most of the time, but make sure that I would never let anything leave my office or my inbox or anything without me actually putting eyes on it. Because at the end of the day, while it may look and sound authoritative, it can say some funny things and you can go online and look at some of the things that AI generates. It is pretty freaking hilarious. So, and the third thing I would say is that no one truly knows how these large language models works. They are black boxes, which means that lack of transparency should be concerning. Okay. again, Things that you just need to pay attention to. Last thing I'll say is Albert Einstein said this long, 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 long time ago. And even if you think about your own human experience, you can agree with this. How many people do you know that are book smart and dumber in a box of rocks? Right. You know what I'm saying? So no, Albert Einstein know, said, yeah, he said, imagination is more important than knowledge. And the whole point of it is, is that AI may know a lot, but know nothing. Right. And so the idea that, you know, I don't think we'll ever be replaced by AI because it can't be creative, right? It can only think of things that it's been trained on. It can't make these creative connections that we do as humans. So I would just say make sure that you understand how it works, make sure you understand its limitations. On the presentation, and we'll put it up as well, there are several resources I included. One is called Synthesia, which is a directory for AI software. There's another one called AI Tools Directory, and another one called Futurepedia. So you can go on those websites, take a look. I did list some books in there. against my own advice, but these are more like um, big picture conceptual type books. I think they're they're pretty good. One's called prediction machine, uh, prediction machines, and one's called human plus machine, and then competing in the age of AI. These are all philosophical books that I think would be good for you as an owner to read, just to understand how it's going to impact your business. And with that, I'm way over, Dan, you got me on a topic that I really, really
1: care about questions. Um, So what did we learn today? We learned that Donnie is not just a bug killer, but he is a total geek. I mean, this was over my head, but, you know, I understand it. It, It's pretty cool. It's really cool. Um, it, It just, it, 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 and, uh, by the way if, if you don't watch the youtube if you if you listen to the podcast uh, um just the audio you got to look at the podcast cuz you got to see this uh oh. this chat gpt that he did this internal uh, chat gpt it's very very cool um <laughs> uh, but uh yeah very very interesting and and I don't think that uh you know it's funny because when, when we were thinking about doing a, a an, an episode another one on ai we were like uh, you know our our producer basically said yeah you just did a couple of them and you know, we're like, well, it's changing. It's changing so quickly, and we're learning so much about it. So you probably haven't heard the last of it. Oh, probably not at all,
0: not at it. all. It, it's it's literally changing. It is literally changing yep. monthly, and so we will absolutely stay on top of it. And and it's like I said, it's kind of become a new obsession. I'm super excited, and now that we've got our own GPT, we're going to keep going down the road. And I'm happy to share as we go along how the training's going. You know, how we're leveraging the tools. Again. This, this is absolutely a catalyst technology and it is going to change how we do business. And so I know most of our listeners are not living under a rock and I know that they understand that, but you know, sometimes it's kind of difficult to think about what I know and what's the real application. So hopefully we're able to do that in this episode. So with that, just a reminder, all the resources and topics that we talked about today, including the presentation and some of the links that I'm going to pull up are available on the podcast website, pmpindustryinsider.com. Just take a look under show notes. And as always, we appreciate any and every rating, so long as it's five stars. And if you have any complaints or concerns or just general complaining in general, please direct those towards Mr. Dan Gordon. With that, we're signing off. We'll see you next time.
1: Take care.